0: What's it like to make a podcast? In today's special bonus episode, we're talking with veteran podcaster Sam Hume, who just launched the new show, Pax Britannica. And since right now I'm also developing a new show called The History of Sex, well, we thought it would be fun to talk about the experience of making a new podcast. We are pulling back the curtain today for you folks. We're showing how the sausage is made. Sam will talk about developing his show. I'll talk about developing mine. So, if you've ever wondered what goes into making a new show and all the joys and struggles and foibles of that, today is the episode for you. That's what we're talking about today on Dead Ideas. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. The music we just heard was composed by Rachel Westhoff, my lovely wife, who has never made sausage, will never make sausage, and does not want to know how the sausage is made, damn it. For those of you who do, however, we're going to tell you how the sausage is made today. We're talking about the experience of making a new show. We're going to bring you the highs, the lows. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll have some Wiener Schnitzel. With me today is veteran podcaster... Sam Hume. Sam, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. What what a fantastic intro. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, I try. Uh, Not all of them are as great as I think they are. Uh, (laughs) Sam, you have got a brand new show just launched called Pax Britannica. We're going to hear a trailer for that show in just a second. But first, for the listener's benefit, in one sentence, tell us
1: what is this new show about? in one sentence. It's about the largest empire the world has ever seen, how that empire was founded, how it was run, and how it led to the modern world that we know today. Excellent. Yeah, folks, I've listened to the first few episodes,
0: and yep, it's good. All right, let's hear the trailer for this show. Here we go.
1: Hi there. My name is Samuel Hume, and I have just launched a new podcast called Pax Britannica. Pax Britannica is the history of the largest empire the world has ever seen, an empire whose flag flew on every significant landmass on the planet, and an empire that, more than any other, has made the world we live in today. Beginning with the reign of James VI and I of Scotland, England, and Ireland, Pax Britannica will be a chronological history of the British Empire from its early and tentative footholds in the New World to the famous British peace of global hegemony and into its disintegration during the 20th century. Four hundred years of conquest, trade, colonisation, piracy, revolutions and rebellions, slavery, technological marvels and the rise of the modern world. If any of that sounds interesting to you, give Pax Britannica a try. Available on iTunes, Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else you find good podcasts.
0: Okay, folks, so definitely check out Pax Britannica, the new show by Sam Hume. Today, let's start off with the whole podcaster experience. So, Pax Britannica is your current love, but... You are no podcast virgin, this <laughs> <laughs> this isn't your first time around the block, you've played the field in terms of podcasting, but there was a day, way back when, when you were fresh and you were inexperienced, and your first love was The History of Witchcraft, your first show. started in, yeah, 2017, right?
1: That was when it relaunched, that's when I consider it as starting, but I'd started it the year before. And uh, life got in the way. So Okay. Well, tell me about that
0: experience. What got you into podcasting in the first place? What was that initial fire like for you? Tell me about sweet, innocent, doughy-eyed Sam falling in love for the first time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, okay. Well, I, I'd i listened to podcasts for years through high school and through university. Mm-hmm. And I think the first history podcast I listened to was The History of Rome. Like, so many people. Mike Duncan. Um, yep. Like, yeah, Mike Duncan. Long may he reign. Um, <laughs> it was after finishing uni that I think I saw an article about how to actually start a podcast. And it seemed very straightforward. And I mm. thought, I could do that. That's mm-hmm. something I can do. And you know that interest and passion you feel about your favorite shows? Mm-hmm. I wanted to do that for other people. Because other shows had done that for me. And I'd, I'd look forward to them coming out every week. And I'd, yes. I'd make time in my day to sit aside and... Devote my my time to to history, mm-hmm. um, and also history gets an awful rap. It's always the boring <laughs> subject at school, and it doesn't have to be. And it's so annoying. Yeah. So I I wanted to do something like that, um, and I it was a bit of a, a a rocky start deciding on what I was actually going to cover, because uh, everyone had already done many of the things I wanted to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So things I think the first one was the Soviet Union. Um, but Uh then found out that other people had already touched on it. Then it was the Holy Roman Empire. And uh, yeah, I I remember I spoke to Travis Dow, who just released his History of Germany. (laughs) And then I wanted to do the History of the Papacy. Um, Uh, And and of course, that's been around forever. (laughs) Oh, yes, it has. But I didn't realize that. So I I, I thought I did my research. Mm -hmm. Apparently, I don't know how the hell to Google because I looked for it. I couldn't find it. And I thought, oh, perfect, cool. Mm-hmm. So I bought a few books and I got into it and I started reading and I had a couple of draft uh, episodes done. And then I remember I was listening to The History of England. You're like, and shit. Dave, <laughs> yeah, David comes on and goes, I'd like to recommend The History of the Papacy. And I was like, what? fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, for God's sake. And I was, I, was, I was like, I've listened to it since. It's a great show. But at the time I was just like, I'm an idiot. How did I miss this? And then Googled it. And then, yeah, there it is, first result. So I remember I put the book that I was going through back on the shelf, and that's when I saw uh, one of the readers from my undergrad course on witchcraft, and okay. I was like, "Oh, oh, that's an idea." And uh, yeah, the rest is the rest is history
0: <laughs> oh. uh, My experience was uh, very much similar, uh, at least what you're saying at the start with just being inspired by other people who finally make history interesting, it's like, oh my god, you know like I, I, I got into it with Dan Carlin. And then, even more, I was inspired by the lesser bonapartes they They were the first ones that I heard that really made it fun, like just really made it funny and fun and relevant with all kinds of like
1: pop culture references and stuff.
0: and like this could be history. this is awesome
1: um, yeah it's just that's the other thing about podcasts that i mean it, it doesn't just apply to history podcasts it applies to them all, of course, but just th- making other boring shit you have to do in your life much more fun. I look forward to having to do the chores on Sunday because that's when all my favorite podcasts come out. Yeah. (laughs) I can go, oh, now I can just put some earphones in and do the ironing. I'll iron all my clothes. They don't all need ironing, but I have to do something while I'm listening to my favorite podcasters. Okay, so
0: podcasting does improve the world. It makes clothes straighter. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. The other thing for me was when I started Dead Ideas... I was recovering from a three-year intensive period of attempting to get into grad school. I wanted to study the psychology of religion, and I came this close to getting in. In fact, I was so close that the person that I was that I wanted to study under, the professor, told me we were going to interview you for the position, but. We thought that you were too good of a fit for our department. What <laughs> like, the hell does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> they are like, we wanted to branch out into new directions. So it was like, well, shit. Yeah. So well, it was like, yeah, that's fine. not going to happen. Um, so I need something to keep myself sane. So I started a history podcast. Um, but the thing about it, at the, you know, when you start is like, like we're saying, you know, you're inspired by somebody, you think. I can do that. That sounds like something I can do. It's There's not that high of an entry cost, um, you know, an investment in terms of overhead. Let's do it. And at that point, you're just like, you're focused on the content and just, you know, exploring, experiencing, making something that you would want to listen to. And that's all that you're worried about at that point because you don't really know any of that other, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. And it's uh, it was such a sweet and innocent experience for me <laughs> at that time. <laughs> um, naive would be another good word for it. Uh, but just like a pure outpouring of just like geekness, you know. And I loved that. It, it, was, a, it was a great first experience for, of podcasting.
1: Um, it, was, it was a lot of fun for me. Just, yeah. just the early days. Just like, oh, people are listening to me. Yeah, that's, like, that's the mind-blowing thing. It's I know like, you would never want think to that anybody yeah. would actually want to hear you
0: talk about the shit that makes people run away from you at from you know, <laughs> when you're at a party. <laughs> so, however, both of us now have moved on, wrapped up our first shows. In my case, it's like are you finished or, but you're not finished. So we're keeping the feed alive.
1: It's a little vague and hard to understand. But <laughs> anyway, it's the, it is the same for me. My I, feed is still going and there's the hope that, oh yes, I'll, I'll get an episode out at some point. Right. But uh, yeah, we'll have to see, won't we? (laughs) Well, The the thing is you want to keep your feet
0: alive so that you'll have the listeners still around and so that they'll move on to the next show. Um, And also because I'm still interested in, you know, dead ideas every once in a while. But nevertheless, we've both uh, moved on to new shows as our main focus, right? So, Sam, can you tell us a little bit about why you chose to wrap up your old show, The History of Witchcraft, and start a new one? What motivated that decision how did you break it to your old podcast? Did you like take them to a public place like a coffee shop to give them the easy letdown? <laughs> <laughs> and how did you meet your new love? <laughs>
1: um, I think I think I decided I wanted to do a podcast on the British Empire quite a while ago. Mm. I think maybe like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um because like I touched on my life had moved on. Um I'd started the History of Witchcraft when I was outside of university, by the time I finished it, I'd gone back to university, done a master's in history, then stayed on for a PhD. Mm -hmm. And the PhD is in the British Empire. Mm, Well, that's an easy fit, yep. Exactly. But then I had to kind of juggle doing hours and hours of research on the British Empire, and then hours and hours of research on witchcraft, which is... there are connections, sure, but Mm -hmm. they're not... uh, it's not one-to-one. And I think... As as I had to knuckle down and the PhD went underway, I had to decide okay, this isn't feasible mm-hmm. long term. I have to eventually, like, and I, I, my listeners from History of Witchcraft will know because my episodes just dropped. It was months between episodes, which is okay. not what I wanted mm-hmm. to do for them. Yeah. Um, and I felt bad. When I, I remember at one point I, I put up a new episode and saw. It had been like four months or something. I was like, Jesus, what have I done? How did that <laughs> go? How did that happen? Um, so I think it was it was mainly that. And also um, having to justify doing, spending all this time on mm-hmm. a podcast is much easier when it's related to your PhD. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of centuries out either way, but um, it's still something I can point to when my supervisors come knocking and going, you have a chapter to And I can go, but I was working on this and it's somewhat relevant. Please <laughs> let me off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and also for you podcasting, it's a side gig or is this your day job or is this, you know, the hobby? It's, it's, it's still a hobby.
1: Yeah. But yeah, me too. I think with, I mean, obviously it's all, it's mostly, um, Oh, what if it, really takes off then then that's always at the back of every podcaster's mind it's like oh maybe i know right yeah maybe i'll maybe yeah i'll be able to make a living off this i don't expect that will ever happen but i think that it's almost especially with with pax britannica it's almost like a an extension of my portfolio kind of Mm -hmm. that i can go okay if i decide i want to stay in academia then i can go okay well i have x amount of listeners that download my voice every week mm-hmm, mm-hmm. please give me a job <laughs> <laughs> so i think it's that's it's part of it's it's part of my uh my skills and repertoire i sure. would say sure it fits on a resume if you're going for a history position sure but you have you always have to explain what a podcast is because you know there's quite <laughs> a few old fogies going around and it's just like so you know do you know what a podcast is no do you know what a, do, you know, do you know what a phone is Oh, yes, one of the things on the wall. No, no, dear.
0: oh, God. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, so for me, the experience of wrapping up the old show, starting to focus on the new one, was really, it it was a struggle. Um, I I always have and still love the, the content that we have been doing for Dead Ideas. I love doing the research uh, but it was just becoming such a massive time sink in terms of like the other kinds of work that yes. goes into it more and more as you go on and you find out, oh, if you really want to, you know, do this right, okay, you have to have this big social media presence and how are you going to do that? And you have to be networking mm-hmm. with the other podcasters and you have to be, you know, talking to this and that. you have to be thinking about like, how are people discovering you when they search in iTunes? Like, are you coming up in any of their searches? That was a big frustration for me with dead ideas because Mm. nobody's typing dead ideas into their podcast unless they already know my podcast. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: I feel the pain. I used Latin in my title. Why the (laughs) hell did I do that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So the SEO, the, the search engine optimization, people usually think about that for Google searches, but it's just as true for like, iTunes, Stitcher and everything else Mm -hmm. and uh, you know I'm a little jealous of people who kind of stumbled into shows on Vikings or Rome or something where people are just discovering them left and right because they're looking for shows about that and like oh wow I got you know like how many thousands of episodes this month because or downloads this month Um, and it's you know because they just happen to be sitting on the right territory um, I felt I felt a little bit hamstrung with dead ideas, so I thought, you know you know i 'm not getting as much joy out of what i 'm doing anymore because of you know all the other stuff that I'm having to be mm-hmm. pulled away from just doing the content with so let 's look at what gives me the most joy and what will actually help me to be discovered by people and what I enjoyed the most about making dead ideas is when we would be looking at a culture and then we would do a special episode just on like women's roles or something. Cause women get yeah. such uh poor representation in history. Right. So I liked the, like, the women's things, the gender things. And I thought, you know, uh, if people are probably looking for shows about sex. <laughs> so <laughs> let's do a show called the history of sex. And that'll be really fun and interesting. And so I thought, hmm, this could work. So that was a little bit about, you know, what motivated my switch here. I I was ready for a change. And, um, you know, this, it seems like maybe a little bit more promising territory. And I'm just looking forward to something new, to be honest. So that's kind of my... That mirrors
1: how I was feeling as well. Yeah. Just, yeah, I loved it. Loved the history of witchcraft, but I was definitely feeling I'm ready to move on. Mm -hmm. You just get that moment. Yep. So Sam, as
0: you were developing your new show, Pax Britannica, what are some of the things that were on your mind during that process? Before you launched, as you were like coming up with the idea, as you're developing the idea, deciding your format, how things are gonna go, what were the thoughts, what were the concerns, what were the feelings that were floating about as it was beginning to take shape? What excited you? What scared you? Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Good question. I think I was excited because I could see, it would be nice, it's a little bit bit boring, but it would be nice not to have to split my research time so vastly. Mm -hmm. That was something I was looking forward to. Um, I was also looking forward to doing a narrative, because I wanted to do a narrative, and that's why Witchcraft wasn't my first choice, and I went through all these other hoops to try and get a narrative going. Um, But it was also like, I think that uh, the British Empire is much more... Interesting with a lot more people. So I was I was looking at it from that point of view as well, is that I'm hopefully aiming up. Uh-huh. But in terms of what I was scared about was exactly that. If it becomes more popular, I'm more likely to bump heads with the people who are incredibly passionate about the British Empire, uh-huh. either for or against it. Um, I haven't had that yet, which is quite good, but I have had other podcasters say i'm insane um i've had my <laughs> colleagues say are you kidding um and it's it's definitely there and one day i will i will undoubtedly put my foot in it somehow <laughs> but uh that being a concern i it's it's absolutely guided my my steps with when, the launch and making yeah
0: when when they said are you insane were they meaning like are you insane? People are gonna jump down your throat for everything you say about the British Empire? Or were, what were they, what did they mean by, were you insane?
1: It tends to be a bit of both. It was either, um, yes, people are going to, it, they you can't really think of a more controversial topic, at least in the Western world, than the British Empire. It lasted for four centuries, depending on how you measure that, and it's done lots of things. Um, and, There are people living in in Britain, um, not to bring everything back to Brexit, because everything's coming back to Brexit at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that on the horizon for the last few years, the British Empire has come come to the fore. It's almost always brought up by some talking head about, oh... In the good old days, and a lot, I, what what occurred to me was that no one really knows what those good old days are, but they feel very strongly about them. <laughs> um, right. So <laughs> that's that's absolutely been a been a concern, and I've that's guided what I'm researching and how I'm writing it, and uh, particularly being very very conscientious about. You know, I want people to enjoy this. I don't want to make people's blood boil.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to think of another topic more controversial than the British Empire, except, oh yeah, probably the history of sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes,
1: you're getting, gonna... oh, I'm just thinking now about all the comments you might get. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I- I'm not looking forward necessarily to that, but I am expecting to put my foot in it, as you said, you know, uh, and to be honest, like, one of the things that really scares me about making this show, uh, you know, the history of sex is... I'm just a straight guy. (laughs) Like,
1: why? I'm a white guy from the British Isles. Right, right. Oh, dear. Yeah.
0: (laughs) What what cred do I have in talking about sex and gender, right? Which is BS, because every single person on the planet has, you know, a sex and a gender and, you know, a sex life, you know, and even if you're like celibate, there's something to talk about, right? So everybody has a perspective to give, obviously, but... Most of this topic currently is being done like by women or in the like lgBTq space or you know all of that um, there's uh, a lot of shows about masculinity um, but generally across the board it's mostly about like empowerment and like self help nobody's really doing like the history um, at least other than like specifically stories about gay figures in history, or you know, trans people in history, things like that. So, um, I guess I will be the one who's doing it, <laughs> but I am. <laughs> I'm fully expecting to put my foot in my mouth um, every once in a while, and I don't mean that in a sexual way.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's a health that's a healthy thing to have, I would say. With with, with our topics, at least, it's there. There's a certain burden mm-hmm. on us to yeah. make sure we do it right. Yeah. Um, and I suppose the ever-present fear of the Twitter mob is yeah. one way to make sure we do that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. But I, th- I think, you know, you just got to expect it's going to happen. When it happens, it's like, okay, sorry, my bad, and then you move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you learn. And that that's also something that I'm really looking forward to is... Um, I want to have a lot of different guests on the show that have a lot of different backgrounds in terms of like their orientations and, you know, the experiences that they're coming from. And I expect to be educated by a lot of them. You know, I'm going to be schooled yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the people
1: I bring on the show. Um, so, you know, that's that's part of it. That's absolutely part of it. I yeah. mean, you, you no one goes into a into a podcast or a history podcast, at least knowing everything they're going to be talking about. Mm hmm. Yep. And I mean, that that applies whether it's uh, Dead Ideas or Witchcraft or the British mm-hmm. Empire or, or, or sex.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my next question for you, Sam, um, how has starting this new show been a different experience for you compared to back when you were starting your first show on the history of Witchcraft? What do you know now that you wish you knew then or possibly... Conversely, maybe what do you wish you didn't know now? Like, what's the uh, <laughs> the bliss of ignorance that you wish
1: you still had, but you just don't? <laughs> um, I think it's mostly. I mean, there's the obvi- there's the the skill side of it. Mm-hmm. Like, my uh, I had to redo my early episodes of the History of Witchcraft because they were just bad, and it, <laughs> like, or at least they weren't bad, but they weren't too. I'd improved. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Yep. Um, and I think I'm, that means that I'm starting the Pax Britannica with a much higher base, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that that doesn't mean they're perfect. I will. I know I'm going to go back in a couple of months and change them because I, going through, I'm just like mm, not too happy with this. Um, but I also think part of it is, just, yeah, just knowing people like you. Yeah. Right. The networking. Yeah, and it is. An, you're right. It is an important part of it. Um, and in that sense, I'm quite glad that I've, again, got a head start
0: mm-hmm.
1: with this. Um, but it is, it's a, it's a very important thing that I think that anyone starting out is not going to have unless they are backed by some huge company or they're some yep. one already famous. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. And
0: networking is not something that comes natural to me. And I think probably to a lot of history podcasters because we're Certainly primarily a population of geeks that yes. <laughs> were We're geeks for a reason, you know. Maybe not the most socially charismatic people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a little bit out of my wheelhouse to have to do that kind of networking and hobnobbing and stuff. And, try to get that going and I don't know nearly as much as I should um but it is a part of the of how the sausage is made you know it's it's an important thing to do just like that social media presence where you know you're (laughs) you're like I really should be doing this at the same time it's going to lead to that
1: twitter mob you were talking about but I still should be doing it and I mean I've had I've had so far like I said I haven't had a bad experience with it but I've had some fantastic experiences Mm -hmm. like um being retweeted by some of the scholars that I've used books from. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, what the hell? And then I quickly go and check my bibliography on the website to make sure I've actually put them in there. Because otherwise, (laughs) I don't want it to be, ah, yes, I remember you. You haven't used me. It's like, damn. Um, But yes, I think it's part of it. And I think that's the other skill I've kind of learned, is that no one likes blatant Mm self-promotion. And I think that's the mistake I see a lot um, from newer podcasters is Trying, just thinking, any publicity is good publicity. It's mm. not mm. like you can turn people off from listening to you so easily. What would you recommend as a better way to go? I would say be involved with communities that you think would be interested, mm-hmm. and yeah, always have the idea that oh yes, maybe I could drop a link here and there, mm-hmm. but never, never that being the main reason you're there. That the main reason you're you're making a comment, mm. Um because. It's it's awfully cynical to think of it this way, but the more invested you are and more engaged you are before you start promoting, mm-hmm. the more slack you're going to get. I mean, I think yeah, absolutely. Like, I, th- I think like Reddit are podcasts. Uh-huh. You see people go on there all the time and go, "Oh, I'm going to put a thing out," just and no one, no one cares. No mm-hmm. one, no one's going to, no mm-hmm. one's going to give you the time of day. And if anything, they're now going to go, "Oh, you're the guy who uh, just spammed everywhere." No mm-hmm. one likes spam, right? Yep. It also, That also though, that also means
0: that it it's going to be a big effort, you know, that you have to put into each and every community where you are going to promote yourself, you know, but so.
1: That, yeah. And I think that's kind of a mindset thing. Sure. Um, a podcast is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get 10% more downloads every month, that's fantastic. Even if it is 10 more, mm-hmm. it's, it's still brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, it comes down to a mindset. If you're constantly thinking the next time when when's the next time when's the cooldown gonna wear off where i can make another post about myself mm-hmm. that's gonna sound that's gonna feel like work whereas really it's just procrastination for me going on reddit making shit posts and and giving people advice and going oh yes well and then they see my flare or they see something else and they go oh yeah you're the guy from that mm-hmm. and that's it's sort of a side effect of it if you treat promotion almost like a side effect same with engaging on twitter if you just talk to people you get involved they're going to, f- some people will follow back and they'll see what you're doing. And then it's not as much work, if that makes sense.
0: That's really good advice. And that's something that I should take to heart. I, yeah, I could, <laughs> I, I should could... take it to heart as well. I'm saying <laughs> it.
1: I am such a hypocrite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the things that I wish that, when, well, I've already kind of gone over some of the things that I wish I knew when I started. The, like the social media, the networking, all of all of that stuff is stuff that was not on my mind when I started. And audio quality was a big one, too. Oh my God. Like our first oh, yeah. show was so bad, <laughs> so <laughs> awful. Uh, but it wasn't the kind of thing that you could just re record because it was a spontaneous conversation. So it was like, oh, uh, I just had to apologize. But anyway, um, co- the converse part of it, what do you wish you didn't know now is like, I kind of wish that I had some of that sweet innocence back, that I could that I could just kind of put the other stuff out of my mind. But of course you can't. And the thing is, is that the more you do podcasting, I feel this anyway. I don't know about other podcasters, but it is so easy to let your own like sense of self-worth get merged with the podcast so that if you experience a setback in the podcast, it feels like, you yourself are getting set back
1: <laughs> you know you know what i mean yeah i know exactly how you feel yeah
0: like if you fail at podcasting you have failed at
1: life <laughs> <laughs> you know? i mean it, it makes sense because i think one thing people going into it don't realize is quite how much time goes into it oh my god how much effort yes. blood sweat and tears yes um so when it doesn't do as well as you're hoping or even worse you have a like actually it does worse it, it can be, it can be like, really demoralizing. It can. It can. I have this vision of,
0: like, if I gave up podcasting, when I imagine myself in the future not podcasting, it's just like this old man just kind of, like, aimlessly listing about, like, a street, and there's, like,
1: newspapers blowing the wind. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds almost post-apocalyptic, so you're saying that you need to keep podcasting in order to keep society alive. I guess so. <laughs>
0: is, is that egotistical? <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so silly but you know it i mean seriously i as i'm developing this new show i i'm on this like roller coaster of like the emotional yo-yo i call it where one day i'm like yes this is so awesome i'm psyched to do this the very next day i'll be like i'm gonna blow it all up i just want to throw it all away you know and the next day after that i'll be excited to get and it's just like oh, up and down so yeah. a person's really got of a person really has to just take stock Uh, and like keep it in perspective as much as you can and that's really what it comes down to and and Marie Kondo it you know what gives you joy and what doesn't give you joy that's that's what I'm really trying to focus on now
1: I, I would I would more or less agree with that I think it's very easy to get wrapped up in the in the negatives of it and and at the same time yes I have the same feeling when one day I'll be like yes I need I'm so excited to get back on this script and then I open it up and it sits there and I'm just like uh, I don't yeah. and it's it is it's is a it's a mental challenge and I do wonder what I would do no I tell a lie I know what I would do because over Christmas I was like I'm having two weeks off I'm not going to do anything to do with a podcast with any work or anything mm-hmm. I was going stir crazy mm-hmm. I want I I you you sort of condition yourself that you need to be working all the time and it's uh it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that is exactly my experience to the T. Rachel has told me, like, you are doing your podcast literally all the time. That you are not eating, sleeping, or talking to me, <laughs> or working. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but that's what I want to do. And yeah. But then the next day, I'm like, Rachel, I want to blow it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's that's the thing. Is you should treat it as a hobby yeah. as long as you can. Yeah. And I mean, for most people, just by the statistics, for most people, it will only ever be a hobby. Yeah, it's and kinda it's, like it's, it's still it's still a hobby for me.
0: Yeah. It's like being in a band. You know, you can get you know, sign on a record label. You can make it big. But, you know, most people will always just be in their garage band. And if you're okay with that, great. But, you know, that that's kind of the space that you're working with. You know, you might yeah. make it, but as long as you just focus on you know, the actual passion of the art form, just like a musician should, then you'll pretty much be okay.
1: Absolutely. I think it depends on how you measure success. I think the people who will immediately be demoralized are those who measure their success by, oh, I want to be the next Dan Carlin, Mike Duncan, Joe Rogan or something. And that just doesn't happen. you, You should podcast for the joy of it, like you say. Yeah.
0: So that is actually a good Uh, transition to my last question for today, which is, last but not least, Sam, do you have any advice for new (laughs) podcasters out there, either brand new ones falling in love for the first time, or experienced podcasters getting over a tough breakup? (laughs) 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 What's your advice for other podcasters or potential podcasters out there?
1: I would say, if you're looking to go into it, or you've just started it, or you're far along, Mm-hmm. keep the joy of it in view do it for the fact you want to do it but if you're going to do it, do it well. Yeah. I think a lot of people misund- uh, like we touched on don't quite grasp how much goes into it and I think most listeners don't realise quite how much goes into it Yeah. Um, which is why you see such controversy whenever uh, people start putting stuff behind paywalls mm-hmm. um, and they go why can I not Accessing it's because it takes twenty hours to make this thing, yeah, and someone needs to eat, yeah. so you know um I think if you're going to do it, do it right and do it well, especially with history, because mm-hmm. I abhor bad history <laughs> and I'm not saying that there's lots of podcasts that do bad history, but I would say that there is too many that do Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and I think it's for a lot of people your podcast. Not yours, but the, the general we, general mm-hmm. you, yep. um, is the only information they're going to get on this strange, bizarre topic. Mm-hmm. It's your responsibility to do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it's, it, it's kind of weird advice. Enjoy it, but make sure you work hard. Put your <laughs> heart and soul into it and make sure it's right, but still enjoy it. I think that's that's the key thing, because if you don't have the passion, you're not going to be able to put the effort, the energy in. Because it, it is draining. Yeah, it really, really is.
0: Yeah, it, it it's a fortuitous when you're the type of personality that what you enjoy is doing something really well. That's the overlap that is a a, a good place to start from if you're that type of person. Um, for us, like when I do a series on a, on a given idea or culture and dead ideas, I read at least ten books. From and, and like from the university kind of, kind of library, like academic books, and then probably another 10 more like academic papers and even like a dissertation sometimes if I can find it and it's relevant. So I, I like for me, it's really important to know what I'm talking about uh, and to get that right for the listener, not just because I feel like not because I'm afraid of the Twitter mob, but because that's what's important to me. And that's what I would want out of a podcast. And if I'm, I feel like if I'm not getting
1: it right, why well, do it in the first place anyway? Exactly. I think, I think that's a, that's a good bit of advice. And I think you've, you've reminded me of something I occurred to me a while ago is that I don't know about you, but I know I'm in a, uh, having access, doing this PhD and probably spending far too much time on the podcast instead of the PhD. I have access to, I have more time. I have access to the resources that other people don't. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's part of the reason i decided I was going to stay on and do a PhD because history's fantastic and not everyone has the opportunity to fully enjoy it. Um, and I think podcasting is, is one of the best ways that history can be taught. And I, I say that, I tell that to professors who are in their 60s who think that the only way that history should ever be taught is through a book or in a lecture. I'm like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> they don't, they, they're, they're very polite about it, but I can tell they don't understand what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, the next generation will come up and they will understand you. They'll understand us. Ah, oh, but then, then maybe I'll be the old crotchety professor and there'll be a new version <laughs> right. of podcasting that I don't understand. Why can't you just do it the way we used to? We used mics and you're using brain rays or something i don't know what the future will hold
0: well i already don't <laughs>
1: understand the youtube stuff like
0: <laughs> for me it's like what i really liked was i had this whole whole part of my life that could not be filled with something interesting before when i was running exercising uh commuting whatever and now because it's an audio only format i can fill that with amazing stuff So why would I go to video where I have to sit there and watch it from beginning to end? You know, and it's like, yeah, but you know, the next generation is already like, no,
1: all we care about is YouTube. (laughs) I mean, I I watch a lot of YouTube, but at the same time, I I think podcasts have, have ruined me because I can't, unless it's something really, really good that I need to focus on. I can't just watch a video. I can't just watch a TV show. I've got to be doing something else because that's what I've been conditioned to do. From listening to podcasts every day in my life for the last 10 years.
0: Yep. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. (laughs) So, um, listeners, every space there is, get into history. Video, audio, whatever it is for you. But as for us, we will be making podcasts for you. So that's it for today, folks. Sam, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's been a great chat. Um, and if we can work it out somehow, we'll have you back on the show, or even on the new show somehow. Folks, remember to check out Sam's new show, Pax Britannica. Rate and review it on iTunes, because it really helps out any show, new or old, but especially new ones. So please check it out, rate and review it on iTunes. Meanwhile, subscribe and stay subscribed to our Dead Ideas feed. We'll have occasional new releases, just like this one coming out, In fact, we've got another Dead Idea from guest host Neil Eckhart of the War and Conquest podcast in the pipeline right now for you, so stay tuned for that. And as we develop our new show, The History of Sex, this feed is where you are going to hear about it. We don't know exactly when the new show will launch because we're taking the time to do it right. Maybe a year, it may be six months, it may be a year and six months. We don't quite know, but it'll be worth the wait. You can also support the development of our new show on Patreon, We just have one Patreon account for both shows, so go to www.patreon.com forward slash deadideaspod to support them both. $5 a month gets you a portrait drawn in the time period and culture of your choosing. I will draw you, in the spirit of Sam's show, as a Dutch East India Company cutthroat, or maybe somebody in like a white periwinkle (laughs) wig, or whatever you want. I'll make you look awesome, I promise. Hey everybody, quick announcement. You may have noticed no ads on the show today. That's because our show and the Recorded History Network have unfortunately decided to go our separate ways. Suffice it to say, the network staff and I have very different ideas of how a business relationship should be conducted, and I decided to pull the ripcord on that. Who knows what the future will hold? Perhaps we'll sign up to another network in the future, or not, I don't know, that's not really on my list of priorities right now, but what it means for you is our episodes will be ad-free for the time being, so enjoy it. I also want to give a shout out to all the shows on the network, though, because I still support and highly recommend them. One of them is, of course, Sam's show, Pax Britannica. Another is Second Decade by Sean Munger, who also teaches something called geohistory. That is, he uses... Google Earth to show you the places where events took place. He's doing one today on the Roaring Twenties, and seeing the opulence of some of those mansions really brings the gatsby of it to life. I was quite blown away. More classes are coming up in May and June, so head on over to thathistoryguy.com and use promo code Dead Ideas. Oh, oops, is that an ad? I guess it is. But I feel okay with it because I actually believe in Sean's work. So head over to thathistoryguy.com and use promo code Dead Ideas. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. I'm BT Newberg, and this is Dead Ideas.
1: Boo, boo, boo. (laughs)
0: boo. I love that music, (laughs) by the way. Thank you so much. It's so good. It's so perfect. My wife is really an artist. Like, I really felt, felt like I was an artist until I met her. Yeah. No, she's great.